Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his pal, Dave Damashek. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast. Cousin Sal coming to you with my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. Spaghetti and meatballs behind the glass, making it happen. Babyface Joel Solomon is off today with diarrhea. Day-to-day with diarrhea, I've never... In all my days, I've heard of some ridiculous reasons for DNPs. Okay. I've never heard, for real, I've never heard of somebody having a case of diarrhea so bad they couldn't make their way into their place. Well, now you've heard of it. What do you think? Well, that's, I, think it's, I think it's disgraceful, frankly. I, 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 my uh, thoughts of him as a man have uh, decreased significantly. Interesting. I go the other way. I don't want him touching things, moving in here. Okay, if he, true. If he's on the crapper every eight minutes. What do you think, Martin? I agree with Sal. And I think we have heard this before. I know everybody's paying attention to Ben Simmons, but Joel Embiid had a stomach issue one day oh, that right. kept him out of a very important playoff game, if I'm not mistaken. Is that true? I'm almost positive. But it was diarrhea? That's what the word on the street Lamar was. Lamar Jackson famously ran off. I don't remember know, that. Against the, remember <laughs> against that. the Browns. I, we haven't gotten to the bottom of that, but we have gotten to the bottom of Joel's bottom. Yeah. And it is not All right. attractive. All right. You know, if I don't see him Joel, for a couple days. Joel. Yeah. <laughs> Joel Embiid Solomon <laughs> did it again. Hey, visit our Extra Points Arcade, extrapoints.com slash arcade. You don't need quarters, Shaq. You don't need to wait in line like a regular arcade. It's just there. You don't have to worry about whoever touched the Miss Pac-Man had diarrhea before you. Doesn't matter. We have three games live for week three, the prop quiz, the NFL pick'em, and our first college pick'em, which features all games involving a top 25 team. I think that's 20 games this week. Last week, prop quiz winner Jason Cook, seven right out of ten. No one else got more than five. No one on our staff got more than three. That's how much A C minus is enough to get it done? I guess so. Seven out of ten. And in the pick'em contest, Josh Miller and James Rosal. Tied with 12 out of 15, they'll go head-to-head in week three. Scotty Holmes, the Grizz, leads our staff with 11, but no one cares about that. Uh, Extrapoints.com slash arcade. Check it out. Check Wednesday morning. I'm looking at FanDuel. Yes, you can get all your betting needs taken care of at FanDuel.com slash extrapoints. Seems like a lot is different. There's a lot of changes of the guard this year in the NFL, but if you go on FanDuel.com slash extrapoints, you'll see that only one division changed favorites. After two weeks, do you know which one that is? Wow, that's a good question. Um, it would be the Cleveland Browns are going to win yeah. the AFC North. Finally, it never made sense that the Ravens were ahead of them. Well, no, no, no. Wait, the Cleveland Browns were the favorite going into the season. Now the Ravens are plus 120, a slight, slight, the slightest of favorites. Oh, is that right? All Browns. summer long, the Ravens had the edge, so the Browns jumped them it at the slipped. 11th hour, they, and now it's back to Ravens. And That's wrong. Back They're not to going Ra- to. You don't think so? Yeah, I mean, they were one play away, one fumble away from being 0-2. It seems a little, I, I don't know. I wouldn't take them at plus 120 right well, now. Well, you know you know how I do. I, I'm like Orbach at the, end of, uh, mm-hmm. at the end of Dirty Dancing. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. I was wrong for one game, at least, about Lamar Jackson. Boy, what an all-time Phenomenal. splendid performance. Really a delight to watch. That is not going to equal a division title, though, for the Ravens and otherwise. And it's not Lamar's fault. It's all the injuries' fault um, and the uh, the lack of depth and, at the line of scrimmage for the Ravens. But um, anyhow, yeah, plus 120. Lamar. Good one. Browns plus 125. Steelers 5-1. to one. They were plus 340, which I thought was high last week. Now 5-1, to one and the Bengals can't get out of their own way. 25 to 1. Martin, I don't think we've gotten your opinion on this division. You have to call it now. I know there's four months left, but. I'm going with the Ravens. Ooh. I mean, the Cleveland's not having anybody to throw the ball to. And as soon as they run against. They got a guy uh, named Schwartz. As soon as they run into somebody that can stop the run, I don't see how, like, you want to talk about too much for Lamar Jackson. I think it'd be too much for Baker Mayfield. Mm. Well, I don't know if anyone could stop anything. Maybe the tackling's poor or what. And that that doesn't jive with the. The unders, which are coming out um, more often than the overs, but uh, I don't see a lot of good defense. Maybe the 49ers are playing defense. Your Steelers are playing defense, which gets us to this game against the Bengals. What are they now, a four-and-a-half point favorite? And you don't like it. No, it's down to three-and-a-half oh, three with half, the news right. of, uh, of Roethlisberger's left peck injury. Mm. Um, the Steelers, you know, people are hanging their hat on, well, that defense is really good. Have you looked at who's actually out there wearing those Steelers uniforms? Half the team is down with groin injuries. Big week for groins between the Pittsburgh Steelers injuries and Nicki Minaj's cousin oh, right. in Trinidad and Tobago. But, um, yeah, uh, 
I ultimately think in Heinz Field, this is a big spot for the Steelers. Mike Tomlin really emphasizes divisional matchups. It's really important to, and that's, you know, old school Bill Parcells kind of mentality as well. I guess I like the Steelers uh, given three and a half there, but I'm scared after what I saw well, last Sunday in Heinz. And he has a pec injury, right? Big Ben going into this, uh, the middle of the week right now, but he'll play. Uh, I am playing going against the play, the dealer here. I feel like the dealer is showing a six with these Bengals offensive linemen who just want to go out there and get Joe Burrow killed. Um, I think you had six sacks last year against Burrow. Also had defensive problems last year, you know, uh, and still had six sacks. But I'm looking at their PFF ranks for the linemen. 43 out of 60. This is by position. 52 out of 62 for the right guard. For Reef, was supposed to be good. 41 out of 60. That's the guy they got from the Giants, right? It was a free agent. Um, really, really bad. They're shuffling guys in. They, they, they brought three into the whatever combine you would call it right there in midseason. I'm going against the... Bengals offensive line. I think this could be like a, a lot of 16. I'll, I'll tell you, their bad offensive line play is uh, we're, we're lousy with bad offensive lines yeah. in the NFL so far this season, really undoing some high hopes. Dolphins are in trouble because of their offensive line. Now it's Jacoby Brissett mm-hmm. going out to Vegas behind that offensive line. Tua might be happy he doesn't have to play given the way the Raiders have unloaded in the first couple of weeks. Nine times he's been sacked in two games. That's a pace of seven. We, we do the pace of. The pace of is never going to hold. But this is 76 and a half sacks. Like uh, Brady's not going to throw 72 touchdowns. Um, the Bengals are probably not going to allow 76 and a half sacks. But that would be uh, David Carr owns that record. You've had David Carr on, sacked 76 times in 2005. Yeah, we just talked to David Carr earlier in the week, a guy who knows about taking a beating behind a, a crummy O-line. He weighed in on Roethlisberger, where he is, 2021 edition of Roethlisberger. For what it's worth, he doesn't charge number seven with what ails that offense. It's the offensive line. If you've watched him play at all, mm-hmm. um, I hate to make the uh, the bad joke about it being offensive, but it is. It's it's horrible stuff to watch. Nobody could get off. Not Patrick Mahomes. We saw how he did behind a non-existent O-line in the Super Bowl. Behind that level of O-line play, there is not a human being that could succeed. Yeah, I, I wonder if you're David Carr asking this next time. Do you want that record broken of having been sacked 76 times? I think I would want to keep it, right? Oh, yeah, I, I think, think so. In a way, it's a tough guy uh, honor, right? Badge of honor to wear. I agree. Yeah, you can always hang your hat on like, oh, yeah, how different things would have been had I not had to start my career behind perhaps the worst offensive line in the history of people. Yeah. All right. So that's Bengals. Um, I think low scoring. I think ugly. 16-6, 16-3, something like that. Uh, Burrow threw three passes in a row. Not really his fault, three interceptions in a row. But I see a lot of the same happening there. Now, my Cowboys. Can I ask something as you jump into that to Martin? Since he's uh, tied in with all things Baton Rouge Mm -hmm. and Bayou. Do you think that five years from now we'll be having the conversation that, you know, maybe the Bengals way back when they made the Burrow pick, they should have taken Justin Herbert. Is it uh, is it too soon to have that conversation now? Because I don't think there's any question that Tua, because of injury and otherwise, is now looking like a, a mistake. But is it fair to say that? I mean, the whispers are starting to gather here. I, I wouldn't say it's fair Burrow. to say it yet because Burroughs, like, we're not 100% sure what his knee is yet. But once he's, if he plays this whole season, then I think absolutely you'll start to hear those questions. But that offensive line It's is, so bad. It's a, you that's have what to I'm saying. Like you look, if you look at the Chargers and what they got behind, in front of Herbert and the right. organizational success around it, I think that's a little different. Right. Yeah, the, you can give them good receivers, which I think the Bengals seem to have capable pass catchers. That, that's not the problem. But that offensive line, if you can't get that pass it's off. It's exactly right. And it goes back yeah. to exactly what you say about David Carr. Had he been drafted, on, I mean, he got drafted in the worst possible spot you could be in as a mm-hmm. pro quarterback. Justin Herbert landed in a juicy one. Now, your Cowboys didn't yeah. care about that. They didn't care, and they didn't care last week when they beat your AFC champion favorite Chargers. Do you have anything to say about that? You can it, change your mind. I, I think that ditch the, the Chargers now, if you want. I think that the no, no, no. I'm you know what? I'm staying with that. I'm going to take the Chargers to wow. win outright in Arrowhead this weekend. Oh no, you don't buy that. No, you should have taken today off with diarrhea before coming <laughs> in with that after a loss. After the Chiefs' loss, 
think they come back angry. I think you have a chance if the Chiefs don't lose to the Ravens. Now, I, I think, uh, listen. I, I mean, how many Andy Reid twice in a row? How many, how many times have we seen? I don't have the stats in front of me, but isn't, they don't lose two in a row, really. You, you've watched the Chiefs play, though, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you've identified that that defense is crummy. Yeah. It is weird that they were up 11 going into the fourth and a running team beat them. That doesn't happen much, right? It's one thing if you're in Seattle or Tennessee and you're passing and you can come from behind. But that you want to ascribe that to Lamar Jackson's special talent, that's fine because uh, he deserves a tip of the cap. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, two weeks in now, they, they couldn't stop Nick Chubb. Most people can't stop that uh, Browns running game. Most people can't stop the Ravens from running the game. But that isn't the same Ravens rush attack mm-hmm. with the offensive line issues and running back issues they're having. And yet... They still rallied. They still took down the Chiefs. I don't know, man. I, well, I, I think the Chiefs are good. Seven. I don't it, think they're winning the division. I'm going to stick with oof. that one. All right. Six and a half, 55 and a half Chiefs are favored there over the Chargers. Uh, Martin, you're not betting against a back-to-back loss of the Chiefs, are you? No, I'm taking the Chargers in the points. Mm. I, me and TJ made a deal on Lemon Pepper. Six and We're, and we are going to bet against the Chiefs until they cover the spread. So far, it's been profitable. They have f- covered four games, I think I saw, since October of last year. Yep. So we're betting against That's the Chiefs astounding. until they cover the spread. And so, you know. Who's this TJ you speak of? That'd be TJ Hushmanzada. Yeah, tell him. He had a message for your Pittsburgh Steelers, by the way. Oh, I'd like to hear it. What was it? He said, quit drafting skill players and start drafting some offensive linemen, and then you'd have a running game. And he also said that Juju Smith Schuster was the third best receiver in Pittsburgh behind Claypool and Deontay Johnson. Wow. I don't know that that's an indictment of Juju so much as it is praise of the other two, but make sure TJ Hushmanzada, who once bought a terrible towel, from a Steelers fan in the elevator in advance of a game against the Steelers and then rubbed his shoes with it and then saw the Bengals implode as a result of messing with the terrible towel to make sure he gets that to Jamar Chase ASA and P in front of this game. I'll see what I can do. I'll put a word in. That's going to be a fun one. Uh, Tua out with fractured ribs. I'm looking at that number here. So now Miami is a three and a three and a half point dog to uh, the Raiders. Now, if this is a week one game and two is healthy, this is a seven-point difference, I think, on the spread, right? Because you got the Raiders three and a half. It could go to four. Uh, I don't know. That game's in Vegas. It's in Vegas. It makes no sense that that number's so low, which makes me want to take the Dolphins, as I've learned from one cousin Sal. When the number is that fishy, you should take the dog, Run the other way, right? Well, I don't know. How much... How much... Confidence do you have in Jacoby Brissett? It's not Brissett. It's the offensive line is an atrocity. Yeah, and, the, and the Raiders, like I say, so I would love to take the Dolphins here, but that practical matchup is uh, decisively in favor of the home team. I, You know, the Bills, they're an interesting thing. I know you've warned us against um, they're, them not rolling over teams, and it looks like they're going to have some trouble getting back to 2020 form, even though they, they won last week, but uh, convincingly. But that Gregory Rousseau had two sacks for them, their, their first-round pick mm-hmm. uh, out of Miami. That could help a lot if this defense has a good pass rush. Not sure if it is Miami's offensive line that really did them in or if uh, Buffalo's pass rush is for real. But we're going to see this week. Um, I don't feel great about Jacoby Brissett back there in Las Vegas. He's one of those guys who can get it done in short stints. He's not mm-hmm. a guy that you hand the keys to for a full season. We saw that, what was that, two years ago in Indy. They looked fine with him. At some point, as they say, the quarterback is sort of like a pitcher, mm-hmm. a fresh pitcher making his rounds around the league. The first time he sees a team, every, uh, he, he can get over on the team. Then defensive coordinators adjust to what he's doing. And they take away his favorite, uh, his, his the the way he wants to play. Then he has to adjust back. Jacoby Brissett is one of those guys that doesn't have that extra gear to adjust to what coordinators are doing to slow him down. Mm. But I think for one week, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I still say the Raiders are not some world beater team. They're two and zero, and Derek Carr is our MVP two weeks in for what that matters. But it's not as though the Raiders are. I know you disagree with this, but I don't think the Raiders are any better than third in that division. I haven't gone to playoffs. I Do thought they were, uh, yeah, I, uh, we went over this. Uh, you can get Denver plus odds to not make the playoffs right hmm. now. And I think you wait a week actually, because they're going to beat the jets this week and then you'll get even better plus odds. And then they have a stretch where they really should lose five out of six games before they're by. And I, again, I, I think three teams in the AFC West, I think the Raiders are one of them. I'd say the dolphins, I gave them out last week as my underdog under one, like, 
160 that was going to win. Mm-hmm. This is how this works for me. All right. Oh, we, yeah. We yeah. had uh, we had our extra points pop of the week. Shaq and I won. I had the Panthers. Shaq, you had who? I had the uh, Tennessee Titans. Yes, they did win. The, the, the Dolphins are going to cover this game because <laughs> they didn't even score for you. Mark. I'm, I know. And that's why. Because I, I, I sat there before I even sat down for the more like, like two is already out of the game dead. It's over with. The game is over. They're going to come back and they're going to win because I'm not going to bet on this team because that's what happened last week. I, I, I'm going to be gun shy and now All they're right. going to go and look like the team that I thought they were going to be against the Buffalo. Right. But if you know that's going to happen, then you should bet, right? But if I bet it, then I'll be wrong here. Oh, I see. Oh, wow. Man, there's so much to think about. You have a lot of power. Who knew? <laughs> a lot of power, a lot of biases. But check, I take issue with you. We're week two already, the end of week two, and already we're seeing the Jacoby Brissett's and the Davis Mills of the world. And you're all about uh, quarterback saturation, how we've achieved quarterback saturation. And look at the names we're dealing with just two weeks into. I don't know what you got in um, chemistry, but saturation means fully, we're okay, all the way across the board. I didn't say they're 64. I said they're 32 viable quarterbacks on the planet Earth ready to go play QB but at a higher level. But those 32 move in and out depending on the week because well, five I'm get a, hurt every week. Well, that's a, you know, listen, they're still human beings and therefore subject to when a 300-pound man falls on them getting hurt, and that's what happens. But I, but my point still stands. I thought we weren't going to make fun of Spaghetti. He's trying. <laughs> the thing that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that's going Spaghetti, got to give him the floor. I don't know if you want to do it today or you want to wait, but he's still guaranteeing that the Giants will win. He's like Broadway Joe. He's guaranteeing oh. a Giants victory over the bum Falcons this weekend. I don't know what his penalty is if it doesn't come true, but I do have to give Spaghetti his props. Maybe it's a little obvious two weeks in, but I feel like as I get... You know, we, right now his penalty could be his salvation if it's that he doesn't have to watch the Giants. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. So we have to figure. He out. He would take that as a gift. Um, uh, you know, two weeks in, all these. Who, who do you love in pro football right now? Who's who's the team that you're certain? Like, yep, they're definitely for real. Is there any team that you can fully say that about? Even the Rams, they've come out, they've done well with Matthew Stafford so far. The only team you can say that about is Tom Brady's Buccaneers. It's crazy already. Who were only up three in the fourth quarter at Atlanta, but I know. I get it. It just, whatever it takes. Yeah, it's not like college where we'll have Alabama win by 35 and then they win by 28. And it's like, all right, that team is for real. The NFL, through two weeks, everybody's looked bad for a half or something or one of their units isn't as impressive. But yeah, for God's sakes... I did, get, I did give you the Gators, though, last week, plus 15 That was nice. And a half. I don't know how you knew they'd come back from 24-3 late. But Same thing they, as they the Titans. Yeah. That's what Damashek likes. Uh, the, um, Eddie Spaghetti, give me some of that uh, Chris Berman music, would you? Look at that. He's right on top of it. Booty, wow. booty, booty. Oh, no, uh, we put uh, it in post. Teach. <laughs> teach. Teach. You, you got uh, Patrick Mahomes. You got Aaron Rodgers. You got Russell. Look. A lot of great quarterbacks in pro football. But Tom Brady is putting something pretty special together down there in the big pirate ship. This just in. Tom Brady's good at football. Back on the blitz. That's right, boom. (laughs) (laughs) You got to get the teach. You got to give me the high teach laugh. Yeah, he always says like, like, like Jerry and the boys sang about oh so long ago. What a long, strange trip it's been. Back on the blitz. I missed that. And you know what I miss about it the most? A lot of times, because I didn't have my sports pager yet, and there was no other way to track it, I'm learning the result of games watching that. You don't have that anymore because everything's on your phone. But I would, I'd be betting big money, and I'm like, all right, I hope Berman's praising my players here. But that's where you would learn um, uh, if you won or lost uh, you know, your tuition money for that semester. Not pretty. Thursday night, <laughs> Davis Mills starts Stanford quarterback, former Stanford quarterback, not terrible filling in for um, for uh, what's our guy who got stabbed in the chest? Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> I, you know, I, I like Tyrod Taylor. I want him to play. I want him to win comeback player of the year. It's a ridiculous thing that he was, um, I don't want to say attempted murder, but for God's sakes, he was left for done. Um, eight for 18, Davis Mills filled in 102 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Deshaun inactive again. I don't know what the, can someone find out what the hell's going on with him? <laughs> We're never gonna. It's such a back and forth between the Texans organization and the um, and the police department there. And like, will you press charges already so we could just get him off the roster? 
it's it's ridiculous. But Davis Mills starts. Uh, Carolina now up to eight and forty three at Houston. What do you guys think in this one? I am going to go. The thing I like best is uh, specifically player prop seven and a half going into Houston. The Texans have been a mild surprise in that they have not been a a complete embarrassment up to eight and a half. Um, I'm going to go with CMC. Uh, A couple bets there. Him going over 83 and a half, you get it minus 114. That seems a Mm -hmm. little too easy. There's a fun prop, a touchdown in both halves, plus 330. CMC has his way down in uh, Wow, that's interesting. That's fun. All right, I'm going under 43 points. I'm playing with fire here because all six night games have gone over, which is interesting. But I'm, I'm looking at Darnold. I'm looking at Davis Mills. Panthers, I'm going, rooting on the defense here. They have 10 sacks already. Hassan Reddick, Brian Burns has two each. Shaq Thompson has one. They own time of possession by about nine minutes a game. It's like 34-25. Uh, I think it's a safer bet to take the under versus Carolina, so as long as Davis Mills turnovers don't turn into six points the other way i think this is an ugly-ish game uh also 23 13 23 16 somewhere in there uh well under the 43 and a half mark you have an opinion on this garbage game they get good eventually but this one's bad i mean we've had pretty good primetime games so far this year i would go with brandon cooks anytime touchdown score plus 185 Mm. but i also don't hate houston texans plus eight i'm not going to take the eight but I'm going to be watching and rooting like I did take the eight because I just feel like the Panthers are kind of fool's school right now. Mm. Everybody looks at that defense. They played the Jets week one. They have a first-year everything, quarterback, head coach, offensive coordinator. And then they played the Saints week two, and the Saints were missing like nine offensive coaches. Yeah. That has to have an impact. You know who they're playing this week too, right? They're playing the Houston Texans with Davis Mills. (laughs) I'm understanding that. All right. Well, That's the same Houston Texans that are 2-0 against the spread. Yeah. All right. Do it all against the spread. Well, you can do it all at fandle.com slash extra points. Whatever you like. Player props, uh, Texans, Panthers, do it. Fandle Sportsbook. That's fandle.com slash extra points. Yes, Fandle Sportsbooks want you to get the most out of every play. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet every week. All you have to do is bet a same-game parlay with three legs or more. And if your bet doesn't win, Fandle will pay you back. Up to $10. Let me throw in a fan, uh, same game parlay here. I'll go Mills over 220 and a half in a losing effort, throwing from behind. I'm going to go under 43. And you know what, Martin? I'll, I'll adjust that line to Texans plus 14 and a half. And if you put those three together, you get plus 470. If you're looking at 23.6, 23.13, that really has a shot of winning there. Fast payouts, easy to use, safe and secure. America's number one sports book. That's what FanDuel is. No feeling like now on that same game parlay. Do the one I just offered you. You'll thank me later. If you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, they're also offering a risk-free $1,000 bet. If you prefer that, just sign up with promo code extra points. And if your first bet loses, you get up to a grand back in site credit. Promo code extra points. Yes, max refund $10 on that uh, contest. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game parlay. Available for multiple sports in all states on the mobile and web. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. The Tennessee Red Line. 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next step to 5-3-3-4-2 in Arizona. Fandle has um, still up. They have who will have the worst record. I know we covered this uh, a while ago. They have the Lions now favored as the team that have the worst record. Uh, I like Jacksonville, Sheck, at 13-1. We argued here. You said their receivers are vastly uh, better than uh, Houston. I said that's a coin flip game. Jacksonville was a three-point favorite. Houston won. And now Jacksonville's down to 250. I got I, him at 13 to 1. I kind of like it. You got Urban Meyer with his hang in there post. He doesn't understand how this works. Where you don't have to apologize after every win. You got a bad team. We, we get it. I don't know who approves that decision for him to hang out uh, the, the uh, poster up there for everyone to see. But what are you liking? I bet you that there are a lot of people who are going to bet on the Jets at this spot, given mm. the way Zach Wilson. Side note. 
Everybody two weeks in. We've transcended the point of mulligans uh, in this season. I, I'm interested, Sal, would you rather have Sam Darnold, who, by the way, Panthers batters on Thursday are going to have to sweat out exactly what Martin said, which is a pick six off the right arm of Darnold. I wouldn't be surprised. You're going to watch that into the fourth quarter, waiting to see him do what he does best. Why is he is, touching you right now, Martin? Because I like to, I'm engaging him. That's I'm a human we are, being. Engaged? We are definitely entirely too close. I've touched his foot a few times. It's <laughs> I know, but he's going. We just weren't going to talk the, about the, it. The, the, t- the foot is by accident. He's now leaning on your arm to make a point. Maybe I'll put my arm around you for the whole show. Maybe wow. I'll say that. What do you think? He's Look into the crystal. The ball to both of you. Yeah. Martin, I'll start with you. Ten years from now, what do we say? Sam Darnold is the better NFL QB or Zach Wilson? Sam Darnold. Sal? Yeah, Sam Darnold. Wow, we've all decided Zach Wilson stinks after no, well, getting I, I, no, I, I It's stupid because I have him as offensive rookie of the year. I just don't uh I, I, I like Sam Darnold. I just I just do. And I like I him too, yeah. I'm three years old and he, he can move the ball, and what a safety blanket with McCaffrey. And I know you think there's going to be a pick uh, pick down the road, but he seems to have things under control. And it's like, hey, I don't have to throw downfield. This is a nice little deal for me. Where is Gase watching with his crazy eyes right now? They must be positively spinning out of his skull watching that. Um, well, I'm sorry, I, what, I think well, Jets what, what do you think, though, like, about Gase? Because like, he does have it. And like, hey, I was just cursed by being put on the Jets. Look, no, no Jet quarterback does well. Like no, that he, would be his. That would be his. He underachieved, defense. but he underachieved yeah, with no. Ryan Tannehill as well. So right, that's right. two. And Tannehill has played well since moving on from Gase. Uh, I get it. The I, curse I, I, of Gase is the worst. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, yes, I think a lot of people will look at the Jets, especially like you say after they lose to the Broncos this week. I'm. You know what? I'm going to stick with the Houston Texans. Yes, mm. they started the season looking good. Wow, the Texans better than we thought they were going to be. Oh, they're going to be like a pro football's version of the movie Major League where the team is trying intentionally to lose, and uh, but but the players just refuse to have it. This isn't a movie. This is real life. The Texans stink. Mm. It's going to start to... Um, come in, uh, be more and more obvious that the Texans entered the season with a bum roster, and as the season wears on, it will be. Would it surprise bad. either of you if like three of these teams had one win in mid-December? Yes, yes. it would surprise you, really. It would because I don't think the Jacksonville Jaguars are getting two wins. Well, that's what I mean. So couldn't Jaguars, Lions, and and Jets be one and twelve? I think the Jets are going to do something that's kind of Jetsy, at least according to Jets fans. I bet you in the last third of the season, they start to look good. And then Mm. there will be like, well, you know, maybe, okay, you know what? Some cause for optimism. And uh, you know what? Let's stick with the kid. I think Zach Wilson and the rest of it will start to turn the corner. I actually like what Joe Douglas has built there. They they have the Jets curse uh, looming over their head. The, The best one, I think, out there, uh, Spaghetti's Giants are in too bad a division for it to root for things. Ten to, to re- one odds, Spaghetti. For them to really go downhill, I, I things would have to get sideways in that division for them not to to um, scratch out a few victories there. I, I, I think it does come down to does the implosion with Urban Meyer in pro football is it so severe that with the talented pieces that they have there that they that Trevor Lawrence's. I mean, I know Troy Aikman. What did he go? He went one in fifteen in his yeah. rookie year, but I, I remember me I mean, and the parlay kid on the phone for an hour, like maybe it's just a loser, maybe it's just not a winner, like, that, that kind of thing. It's I like, mean, sorry, but Troy. I mean, we're talking about it's a quarterback league in the twenty first century. Trevor Lawrence is a talented kid. Davis Mills, Tyrod Taylor, come on. What yeah, are we so talking the, about? Texans, it's the Texans. That's true. They may at some point say screw it, right? And no one said screw it more than the Texans in the last 18 months, right? At all different stages. But if they're one in five, they could be like, that's it. Davis Mills, our guy, and we'll just, uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out next year. But I will say, and I know this doesn't matter to a lot of you guys because upsets happen all the time, and they do. The Jaguars will be favored exactly one more time, I think, the rest of the year. And that's home against the Texans. The Texans won't be favored at all because they already got, well, they weren't even favored against the Jaguars. So I don't know. I'm just looking at the schedule. It could be a bunch of teams with one or two wins. I'm telling you. Well, the Lions will beat the Vikings once, right? Uh, they're, they're they have gonna... secondary problems now. I, I do think Goff is the—he's too good to maybe let them win zero or one, right? 
I'm trying to think back. I mean, it's a, I'm sure somebody can disprove what I'm just going to recklessly speculate about. But teams that have that level of talent at skill positions, DeAndre Swift is for real. TJ Hawkinson is good. Right. Jared Goff can sling it around at minimum like we've seen. There, it's not, it's not uh, a roster that shouldn't be able to steal a game just on the backs of their superstar players. So the Texans have zero of that. Mark right. Ingram's going to do it? Come on. Bears at Lions Thanksgiving. Who the hell knows? They'll be anywhere from a three to a... No, here, we're sitting here. We're not talking about it. This is it. This is the start of the era for the Bears. Justin Fields is Mm. for real. He will prove that he is for real. Name the starter. Yep. That guy is going to be good. Watch this. Yeah, here we go now. Everybody, two weeks from now, fantasy football and otherwise, oh, yeah, I knew Justin Fields was going to be good. Justin Fields is going to get that team to be second place and vie for a wild card spot. Hear me now, believe me later. He'll be fine. I think he'll be good, but uh, I don't think it was a misread by the Bears putting him in. Well, now he's in because of injury, so we'll never know when they plan to put him in. Uh, but I don't know. Did, did, should he have started the whole game against the Rams? That's not a, that's a weird welcome to the league kind of thing. I don't know if that inspires uh, confidence. So uh, they, they are where they are. And uh, I think week three is fine to put him in. I took Jacksonville at the beginning of the season of the worst record, and I still yeah. feel like they will have the worst record. Mm-hmm. But after watching two weeks, and I know, Sheck, you said the NFC East is so bad, but I don't see how, like, my main competition, I feel like, is the New York Giants for the worst record. Oh, wow, Spaghetti. I mean... You're right. I mean, the Eagles, like, so far, if you buy them at all, they don't have to be a playoff team to be better than we thought they were going to be. So maybe you're right about if that. If you just look at the Giants two games, especially like you're going up against backup quarterback Taylor Heineke, and they and I get they should have won, I guess, you know, false start, whatever. But if they can't get that first down, like, I don't, I just don't see. And they could be Heineke be the super, second time at home. They could beat Hurts one of the times. I know what you're saying, uh, but that, that's the point. I think there's four or five teams in the mix here, and you can get some nice odds. But, yeah, Martin, I hope you got 13-1 like I did on the, the Jaguars, um, who are struggling. Urban Meyer apologizing. <laughs> Hang in there. <laughs> yeah, we get it. They've been bad for a while. It's almost like he doesn't know. He hasn't, didn't do any research on these teams. Well, you know, at, at Ohio State, every time they won a game, you've been the best thing about 1-0, the best thing about 2-0. So he's used right. to putting something out after a game. It's just yeah, yeah, so yeah. he doesn't know what to do yet. All right. He's he, figuring that part of the NFL out as he, well. He needs to get unused to it. Uh, Major League Baseball, we have less than two weeks left in the regular season. Um, and with less than two weeks remaining, you would think uh, all the nonsense with the first pitch, with the celebrities – would be behind us. But no, last night, just in one day, Shaq, we had Jimmy Fallon, we had Conor McGregor attempt to throw out the first pitch, and they were horrible. And Jimmy Fallon was at Yankee Stadium, and he should give back all the fever pitch money, I think, based on this. Can we see this? All right, here he is. First of all, he was in a Red Sox movie, so they should never allow him on the field. And then poor (laughs) Mariano Rivera, who may have to Step away from the Hall of Fame after this. Wow. High pitch, out of frame, outside. He's always laughing. Now, the late night wars are pretty much over. My cousin Jimmy Kimmel's friends (laughs) with Jimmy Fallon. But um, that's disgraceful. I don't trust people who can't throw a first pitch within six feet of the strike zone. Are you the same way? Well, I mean, you know, in our age of vanity and narcissism, you know, prevailing for, for all, you know, and anybody who gets the opportunity to go out and throw out a first pitch has some level of celebrity, mm-hmm. but are you really so narcissistic, Jimmy Fallon, that you think people aren't going to notice that that's how you throw, or do you just not care? You yeah. th- it's, it's a, it's an embarrassment for you. Um, Connor McGregor goes, he's a professional level Let's see athlete. Connor McGregor's here. This is at Wrigley Field yesterday. And I was wearing a tight, uh, now he chucks it. it. It has some velocity, but it ends up almost in the first row here. What is he, an Englishman? Is he an Irishman, a Scot? I don't know what he is, but, you know, the issue isn't that he is a soccer guy and doesn't know how to throw. He clearly has a nice throwing motion. It's just wildly offline, which shames Jimmy Fallon a little bit more. But the bigger issue is... And, and he's like, well, he steps at, first of all, he's not even pointed towards home plate. Wait, let's see this again. Can we see it? Like, he steps out, his step is to the his step is towards third, and he just rifles it, trying to hit that poor woman in the front row. The mascot's laughing here. 
Yeah, when Look you let this. that front foot uh, fly out there like that, the ball's going to sail on you. you yeah, know? I you feel have... like I can kick his ass after watching this. Like, I don't trust people who can't throw a, a first pitch. Like, it's like, really? You're in your 30s? You can't tie a tie? What, what's wrong with you? I think right we really there. need to get to the bottom of it. You feel that it's exposing in a way, isn't it? it yeah. really, I, I don't want to make it a test of machismo, but... I, I, you know, all human beings should be able to throw a ball across right. home plate there. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, don't it, try it if you haven't done it before, which it seems like that was the case. That's what with, I'm talking with about with the narcissism. Right. What do you do? You're going to go out there and you're you're going to degrade yourself like this? Or do you think people don't notice or you don't notice that what you look like doing it? It's very right. strange. The thing for me is it's clearly not getting better. In fact, these first pitchers are getting worse. Mm-hmm. Every year we get more and more of these. It's time we get off first pitches and we mm-hmm. start get, getting into other areas of baseball. I want to see how Jimmy Fallon does with a pitch ball, 90 miles an hour. I want to see him try to field a fly ball. Oh, no. I want to see him lay down a bunt. The pitching's not working out. May as well go into well, other no. ones because this, the this ball's is moving and he has to react. That's I don't, I, listen, it's, it, the, the jury is in. Mm-hmm. Celebrities can't throw a ball across home plate. It's embarrassing. Let's move on. Let's find out what what, what else they can't do. In my humble opinion, I think you guys got it all wrong. What is it? See, President George Bush at the standard. Oh, that was the best. When he he just seemed that bad boy in there, and everybody saw it. It was 2001. Everybody saw it. Everybody was watching. And then from there, you can't get any better from that. Right. So if I'm 50 cent. I know that I'm 50 cent. I know what I look like. Mm-hmm. You know, Jimmy Fallon, not so much, but you know what I'm saying? But if I'm one of these guys who, Conor McGregor, I'm a big muscular fella. You know, I look like I can kick somebody's ass. Conor McGregor, we've seen it happen on occasion. Mm. I'm going to intentionally miss it because there's nothing more embarrassing than skipping the ball to home plate. Because now, jokers like you are sitting up saying, he couldn't even get the ball there. Right. Where's his arm strength? We're not questioning the arm strength here, just the accuracy. Yeah, and I do commend them for taking a position on the mound, right? Some of these guys are on the grass throwing, and then it's even uh, it's even worse. You're not a 95-year-old woman, you know, Henry Aaron's uh, widow or whatever, you know, whatever it is. But they, they did throw from the mound, but it is terrible. I feel like, you know, you, instead of showing a vaccine card, a card that proves that you've been vaccinated, you should have to show video of yourself throwing a pitch at some point within the last 15 years yes. to be able to do it in front of a crowd there. Let me show you how it's done here. Here we go. This is my first pitch. City Field about eight years ago. All right, a little low outside. Softball, that's a strike. And then I do the jump. Oh, yeah, Roscoe did. I did it, right. And it, yep. There we go. Beautiful. I thought for a second you were doing your impression of right, a feral cat. Record. But, yeah, it was- <laughs> I was, that was a Tuesday afternoon game against the Pirates. It was about 20 minutes before the game. So no one had entered yet, really, except for like 400 campers. Um, who had no idea that I was replicating the 86 uh, World Series celebration there. I don't know. I spent a little too much time I tell you what, though, Sal, four feet in, you bounce that thing. This is a very embarrassing video. I don't understand what you're talking about. 53 miles an hour. 53 miles an hour is low and outside to a righty, but it's fine. It got across the plate, though. That's the thing. That's if you don't right. get it across the plate, oh, that's, that's, that's right. the... Martin, please. That was a... Look, at they bounced No, let me literally... What? Literally. Show it again. Where does it, it bounce? It bounced on the backside. Where does it bounce? It, bounces, it bounced bounces. into the glove. What are you talking about? It's fine. He doesn't catch that clean. He doesn't... He's not no. expecting the velocity, so it, it crosses him up here. Watch Wrecker here. Watch. He thought I was... Whoa. All right. Okay. He could have gone for that there. <laughs> I don't understand Weiss's point, though. You, you would, I don't either. You would intentionally do look, what now? Look, what let's look, 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 at Sal, look at Sal's pitch, right? He's actually trying to pitch Thank the ball. You. He's actually trying to have, get it in there. Have, right. like, you, okay. don't have to, you don't have to do this. It's no, not a good... It's a no, fine... No, but look, he's actually trying to do it. And look at, look at what it was. It, if if this was an actual Major League pitcher pitching the ball, right. or minor league pitcher pitching the ball, or even high school pitcher pitching the ball, we would tell him, get the hell out of here. But because it's because of Sal, it's all good. Thank now, you. Now, now, the standard remains the standard. I don't know if you've ever listened to Coach Tomlin. That's something he preaches. You guys argue. Tomlin. I'm things just going to keep watching this. This is fine. One of the top moments of my no, life. If you bounce the ball in front of home plate, I feel like you're less of a man. I, that's not what that was. That, I'm not saying okay. that. I'm right. saying that okay. you qualify right. on the other side. Thank of you. It. Look at that. Yeah, that's all you need to see. That's past the plate. Softball, that's a strike, right, Meatballs? I don't know. All right, I'll take that. Well, believe me, I wanted to go clean. I could have lobbed it in. It would have been fine. But you, I wanted so to get you threw it as hard as you could? 53 miles an hour. Yeah, within, you know, I wanted to get, oh, look at the intensity on my face. And there it is. It's in. 
Nice. That's great. A Roscoe jersey. Everyone's and like, what the hell is he doing? Yeah, a lefty, a Roscoe. That's Martin, great. if you're done kissing Sal's ass, mm-hmm. um, could you? I just want to see your first pitch. Could you? Yeah, Shaq, we're uh, trying to uh, organize a softball team. You said you're afraid of the ball. I don't like, no, I don't like playing first base because of that. But listen. So don't play first base. Who the hell asked you to play first base? To your point, Sal, we really should get everybody together and ID who it is among us who who can't throw a ball. I'd love to see it. All right, we'll rate the first pitches. But what in the hell are you talking about, Martin? You would intentionally throw the ball badly. If, what do you, I, what, I, if, if I, I'm not a baseball player, I can throw a football, I can throw a baseball, but the idea of throwing a baseball accurately is not one that I feel super strongly about my ability in. So I know I can throw that sucker hard, though. So if I roll back and just let it fly. But you're not throwing it from the outfield. You don't have to hit the catcher's mitt, right? Like you can't do it 60 feet? I don't know. I never tried it. Wow. Never tried it. I never All played right, baseball. We're going to have to get this together. What sport are you good at, Martin? Basketball. You're good you played, at basketball. Right? In yes. high school? High played school high ball? School. Right. Yeah. Started? Yes. Started in basketball. I started in okay. Louisiana in my freshman year on the varsity team. Then uh-huh. I moved to Michigan. And then in 10th grade, I was on JV. But 11th and 12th, I was on. You could throw a basketball pass. Like, you'll hit some, right? I, yeah. Right, I could, so that's I good. Could hit, I could pretty much throw a basketball <laughs> pass anywhere on the court. So, I don't. I think I could get a baseball over. But if I got all these cameras and I'm somebody famous, I'm not going to take that chance. Interesting. I just might aim for the cameraman to see what happens. Interesting. Yeah, say what you want about W, but he really did. He stepped up there and I was like, oh, he's going to get shot. He shouldn't even be at the stadium. Like, whatever. Someone's going to take him out and he didn't even think about it. He didn't think about a lot of things. He didn't even Winged think it right it. in there. So there it was. Uh, all right. Baba Booey may be the worst there are one. some bad ones. There's the Reds, um, the mayor, mayor of Cincinnati. We the had worst him on one, Kimmel. The, the worst bad. one ever yeah. that I've seen from a professional athlete is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, one of the five best NBA players in history. Wasn't Carl ex- Lewis terrible too? He, he was bad. But at least he didn't have to throw it. He didn't, he didn't do javelin or, or right. uh, what's it called, the shot put among his track and field events. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar passed the ball yeah, at least yeah. a couple of well, times in the like NBA. Someone like that should just skyhook it in, and it's funny, and it's fine. That's it bounces, precisely it's right, but he tried to throw it, and it came down somewhere in between. It was basically split the difference between home and first. Right. See, and, a, and that's what I'm talking about right there. Now you're talking about you're disparaging one of the best players in NBA history because he can't throw a yeah, ball take it back, in between Shane. home and first. Well, I took him to task on it, and he said, well, that's because okay. Pamela Anderson walked behind home plate right when I threw it. Right. I said, hilarious joke, Kareem, but you know what? You you uh, shamed the entire sport of basketball. You're one of the best ever. You can't throw a ball. All right, no, I'm sorry, but now in, uh, in Spaghetti, you point out rightfully, uh, Bush was wearing a bulletproof vest. I mean, there's a lot to think about, but for God's sakes, you have to look at this Carl Lewis thing. Now, we've seen him sail into the second row and everything, but this now... You're an Olympic medalist. You should be able to, the, the, the glove is there for you. Take a look where this goes. Oh. Come on, it went four feet. Just, oh. I would just like the both of you to hear yourself talking about guys who can't get the ball to home plate. And you're not talking about the same way you talked about Conor McGregor. Can we agree that saying. it shouldn't be the first time you ever do it? Right. That's what I'm talking okay. about, that these people think that they get, that you go out there and do it and you're not going to get taken to task or you don't care. That's what I That's can't comprehend much. about. I'm the, giving my pick of the day. Yankees minus one and a half, minus 130. They're batting 22 points higher versus lefties, OBP, slugging, OPS, all better. They've won five in a row against Texas. Taylor Hearn allowed eight hits and seven runs and three and a third of work. He's really a reliever. By the way, they have five relievers out, Texas. Bronx Bombers, they go bombs away. They win 6-2, to two, take the Yankees. I think they get on a little uh, hot streak here. Sheck, what do you got? Last week I gave you, in honor of your uh, great Mets documentary, I gave you the two teams that departed New York and made its w- their way out to, uh, to California. I'm going to do it again here, Sal. Mm-hmm. That one hit. This time I'm going to give you a parlay. Dodgers with Walker Bueller on the hump. Um, given a run and a half, seven of their last ten, they've won by two-plus runs. I'm going to go with the Giants this time around on the money line. If you take that, plus 227, both teams playing good ball. The Padres are finished. Vince Velasquez on the hump for uh, for the sad Padres. While I don't love what the Giants are doing, starting middle reliever. Scott Scott Kazmir is starting for them tonight. But he'll do his Scott usual two Kazmier innings. It's a weird thing that the we are the world weird. ain't talking about what the Giants are doing. It's weird that they keep starting guys for two innings. Anyhow, they'll get over on the Padres who've given up this year. 
plus 227 if you expect the Dodgers and Giants to finish the night the way they started I do with think the Giants up again. They the both keep winning, but they were good games yesterday. Dodgers and Rockies went to extras. Giants was a, a close one with the Padres, but you know, Padres still. So now what are the Padres now? Are they out of it out of it or what is it with the Wild? They're card? done. Yeah, the the Cardinals are Cardinals are pulling away Reds. from the Red Legs. Yeah, yeah, they're up four now with uh, about ten games left. All right, there you go. Baseball, two weeks left. Football, Martin, you got a pick, or you you're all football? I'm pretty much all football. Yeah, do it. I appreciate that. See, Martin didn't go out there and embarrass himself by making a baseball pick, having not done it before. Right, so. That's just like throwing the first pick. I guess I kind of understand what he's saying. You just throw it as far as you possibly can. Exactly. Like, if you throw it into the into the 20th row. Well, what, start from second base then. So then you, know what? No one, no, you know what no one's asking you? How come you couldn't get it that far? Yeah. It's that's not, the, that Carl Lewis thing I just that's saw. That's embarrassing. That's, that's terrible. Um, I'm going to ask you guys something. We went for ice cream last night. Me, Mikey Meatballs, and my two youngest sons, uh, Harrison and Jack. I don't want to make it too com- confusing. I will give you $50 if you could tell me who ordered what. I will tell you what was ordered. And I'll tell you what was ordered. You assign it to me, Mikey Meatballs, or let's just take my youngest, Harrison, for argument's sake, because I don't want it to be four. Okay, so here were the choices. Uh, black- $50. $50 free- in a free bet. Okay. Let's do that. All right. Okay. Black cherry, chocolate chip cookie dough, Chocolate in a chocolate cone. The other two cones are just sugar cones. So it's black cherry in a sugar cone. Mm-hmm. It's chocolate chip cookie dough in a sugar cone. It's chocolate in a chocolate cone. The cone has chocolate, solidified chocolate mm-hmm. on it, okay? Mm-hmm. It's me. It's Mikey Meatballs. It's young Harrison, seven-year-old. Jack, you want to take a stab at it first? I don't know. Martin seems like he's chomping at the bit, so why don't you oh, go ahead, Martin. I feel like I got it. Go. I feel like chocolate on chocolate had to be the youngest. Okay. You were the chocolate chip cookie dough and the sugar cone, and Meatball seems like the type of guy that age to be eating black cherry ice cream. <laughs> okay. Jack? Okay, I'm, t- I'm trying to see. My, my game was to actually try and read Sal off of that and see their expressions. Meatball seems to think that Martin's on to something here with his wry grin. Oh, he just raised an eyebrow. <laughs> I'm going to go against this then. Go ahead. Kids love the cookie dough ice cream. So that's, that's Harrison. Okay. I think that, you know, Meatballs fancies himself a health nut. So he went with the cherry and Sal doubled down on chocolate because Sal is self-indulgent. I love that. A health nut eating cherry, and a black cherry and a sugar cone. I had Martin, you were 0 for 3. Damn it. Sheck, you were 1 for 3. Yes, Harrison did in fact have the cookie dough. That's what the kids usually get. I had the black cherry. Dang it. Meatballs, chocolate on chocolate. I was thinking about uh, our pal Corolla's yummy phase thing that some people never get out of the yummy phase. Mm -hmm. And I could see meatballs being one of those. I was surprised. We went to Handel's. It was good. There's a line there and everything. There's. 90 different choices for flavors. Some we didn't even, what was it, spouse with a mouse or something? There was some flavors that didn't even make any sense. And I was like, went chocolate with the chocolate cone. Yeah, Sal's become more worldly since he moved out to the West Coast. The cherry makes sense. Then you know, he's I in. love black cherry. See. Love it. Black cherry is delicious. I love used to it. eat I used to eat the uh, cough drops. What were they? Luden's cough drops? Did, yeah, I used yeah. to eat those like candy. That should be a flavor. It was really good. That should yeah. be a flavor. Ooh. That should be like an ice cream flavor. I, just, I like that. I regret that. The yummy phase is that kids eat all eat chicken McNuggets. They eat bland food. And right. some people, Sal is one of these two, who just never gets out of the yummy phase. Sal doesn't drink wine. It's like it doesn't have the taste for it. It's not that he wants. Uh, he doesn't want to lose his fastball mentally. It's just he just doesn't like the taste of booze because he's in the yummy yeah. phase. Yeah. You know. See, I would just I would have assumed that a guy like Mikey Meatball, see Shaq, you don't come around the office too often. I've been with the guy in the last couple of days. He strikes me as a more sophisticated man than that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and he strikes he strikes me as a more sophisticated I'm, I'm honestly. I a hope a grown up getting chocolate in a chocolate cone has disabused you of how elegant well, I'm just a saying, soul if that's on like anybody's order, that sounds like a seven year old's order. What do you get? You have a you have a choice you're, well, if you It would be us. some chocolate, some version of cookie dough or mint chocolate yeah. chip or something like okay. that. Okay. But yeah, I also chocolate. would probably try 
spouse on the shelf or whatever you were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm there to try out whatever. Shaq, what would you get? I mean, I, I love the uh, Ben and Jerry's uh, Cherry Garcia. Like, like That to me, everything. I need cherry and a little chocolate Can chips. I tell Come you on. something? I, I assume you this isn't uh, news to you, but I've recently discovered the dark chocolate covered cherries, which is really the fancy man's raisinette. If you like... Where do you get those? You can find them in, uh, you know, Trader Joe's and places like that. Right. Dark chocolate covered cherries. Oh, if you like a raisinette, you're going to love this. I love chocolate, but I like dark chocolate. I, I'm not for the milk chocolate. For an ice cream? And ice cream. No, yeah. right. With, when it comes to the ice cream, they haven't mastered dark chocolate. I don't get, uh, like, I like Hershey's. It's from the state of Pennsylvania, and I want to support the, the brand and everything. And it's fine in a s'more, but... Give me, like, you know, now you go to the <laughs> store and they have the percentages of chocolate, you know, like 72%. For Damashek, not not powerful enough. Take me up to the low 90s. Take me up into the low 90%. Wow, percentile. you're That's way out of the yummy You want face. that pure uncut chocolate. I love I like that. That's the kind of chocolate I love. Yeah. Now, so I, since I can't get that, I'll generally go mint chip or give me a cinnamon or a churro flavor or a coconut. Churro Those flavor are the top ice three. cream. Well, I mean, if, if you need a more traditional sounding much. one, give me cinnamon and then coconut. Those are the top three. Cinnamon's a traditional fla- flavored ice cream. Nor not, is coconut. Remember. That's, that's impressive. No, I like the coconut. Those I are traditional. Like coconut. I wouldn't just, right. I, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, well, how no. long's the list go? If they've been serving it at, at Basket Robbins for the last uh, three decades, that doesn't count wow. as traditional? What is it? Cinnamon? Just cinnamon is a flavor? They've not had that at Baskin Robbins. I've been eating cinnamon ice cream since before I can remember. <laughs> How do you know? Some, some outside the box choice. I just, I, 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 cinnamon. The last time that we got into a food argument was about Detroit pizza, which I said existed. Well, and you a, said no, didn't. You but I have remember. never, never walked through the grocery store wow. and seen cinnamon ice cream uh, in a, I mean, uh, in a, a pint. Real- all right, listen, you guys work this out, and I will continue to watch my first pitch, and uh, that'll be that. A reminder to everyone out there, we'll be back Friday. And another reminder, even though you may feel like underdogs, please remember, you're all my favorites. 